This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. All right, so it's time for our Snake Draft of the Week. We're going to do our Snake Draft of mascots. And so, you know, the person who loved mascots the most, who had one of the long monologue about mascots, is one Mike Leach. And so in memory of him, we're going to play one of his monologues about mascots. First of all, what kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? We've got to consider that. <laughs> I'm going to say the wildcat's out. Uh, the Trojan, is he, does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? The Bruin, definitely formidable. Another bear up there at Cal. Uh, the tree, I imagine that tree's going to get chopped down. Or it's unless we're going to go with the bird and somebody might get pecked or something. I don't know. <laughs> the duck might lose interest and just fly away and get out of there, which may be good advice under the circumstances. Uh, the husky, no chance. The beaver... Well, we'll see how long that beaver can hold his breath. Um, <laughs> the ute, again, we're back to, uh, is he on horseback? Does he have a bow and arrow? Did he trade for a rifle? I mean, you know, because if that ute's got a rifle, there's some definite problems. <laughs> you know, you'd have to get one of those Harry Potter activists to read up on how you kill a sun devil because there's a lot of uh, outside stuff there. Just as far as a beast alone... Uh, a buffalo's going to be pretty hard to tangle with. I mean, a, bu- a buffalo's d- utterly outstanding. Did I leave any of them out? The Kugel find a way. Uh, clear-minded and crafty, a combination of stay out of harm's way and and uh, <clears throat> and attack when you get your uh, your chances or your openings. We that, miss you, my leech. Yeah, that's there's not. I'm trying to think. If there's another college football coach that could even come within a hundred miles of being that entertaining. On something like Honestly, that. in lieu of a eulogy, I would have just played that <laughs> at his service. And, and there's, I think Mike Leach might have wanted it that way. Yeah. Yes. He did want a Halloween candy, too, I remember. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So that was talking about all the different mascots in the Pac-12 and how they would stack up against Washington State. So we're going to do our mascot draft. And so we have our order is Travis, Emily, Jorge, Andy. Three picks, total, 12 total picks. The snake draft. <laughs> It's a snake trap. All right, Trav, you're first. All right, this is, I don't know if it's the first mascot, but it's as far as I know, it's the first mascot to become very famous, associated with a city, associated with just being goofy and all over the place, and it's quasi-local, going way back to the San Diego chicken. I want the original San Diego chicken. He was on it. He had a TV show. He was on the the baseball bunch with Johnny Bench, so I'll take the San Diego chicken. I started actually writing down San Diego chicken for you because <laughs> yeah. I could just tell where you were headed. Of course. The San Diego chicken is the perfect choice for me. All right. So I'm second, and I think that I'm going to do, again, this is maybe a product of my age, but I think this is my favorite mascot to ever exist because he's everywhere. He's in so many TV shows. He's in so many like commercials. He's in any, everybody wants to see this mascot because this mascot is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's gritty. The Philadelphia Flyers mascot. All right. All right. Uh, Jorge, you're next. Uh, okay. So I'm as with the number three uh, pick, I'm going to go with uh, the Trojan from uh, USC. What's his name? Timmy? 
Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy the Tommy Tim. Trojan. Timmy Trojan. Timmy is his less Timmy, successful younger brother. Timmy is pretty more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with uh, Tommy the Trojan. Tommy Trojan. Okay, I am going to go with the, for my first pick, the mascot of my youth, Fred Bird. From the oh, St. Louis yeah. Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. That's a good really, one. to be honest, really the only mascot who's ever <laughs> meant anything to me at all. I'm not. I'm not a big mascot guy. Um, my next pick on the turn, because he was so funny in an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm going with the Philly fanatic. The fanatic's Fantastic. a great choice. I was hoping he'd be there when I came back around, but I wasn't optimistic. I don't even know what else he does. He's legit. Do you remember him fighting Tommy Lasorda? Oh, yes. Oh. (laughs) Well, the Philadelphia mascots are supreme. Gritty and Fanatic are both amazing. The Fanatic had a fight with Tommy Lasorda. I forgot about that. Terrific. Yes. All right. uh, Jorge? All right. So this next one takes me back. We talked about our childhood, uh, you know, foods and whatnot. So I'm going to go with the Kool-Aid man. Oh, that guy's awesome. That's great. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I'm going with the Kool-Aid man. I forgot that these could be outside of sports. Yeah. Yeah. The Kool-Aid man is exactly why I don't wear red shirts. (laughs) (laughs) So one time my dad was wearing a red shirt, and I said, hey, Dad, can you uh, go like this and go like this? (laughs) Make a little spout. Yeah. And I said, oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell me you didn't want to run out to the store and buy Kool-Aid when that guy comes smashing through your walls. Uh, Or go steal a packet. (laughs) 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 Never, never. All right, so my next one is not local, uh, but it is some someone that is fascinating the internet across uh, many different platforms. And I'm going to take both of them here, okay? Just because I Do think you it's. You get two for one here? It is. Okay. Mr. and Mrs. Met. Because Mrs. Met uh, gets the attention of many a people on the Twitter sphere. And if you don't know why, look her up. Mr. and Mrs. Matt was on my list, and I was going to ask you, Emily, if I had to pick one or the other. That I had I known I could take them both, I might have done that at the top. Sorry, right, bud. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You, right, have, you have the rules. Um, another one that is kind of a pioneer in this game. He was the first mascot to be at least as much of an acrobat as he is a guy just kind of flapping around doing nonsense. The Phoenix Gorilla. The Phoenix Gorilla was the first guy that was flying through the air off trampolines and dunking and getting dropped from the ceiling and all these things. I believe he still exists. I think the Suns still employ the Gorilla. So I got the Phoenix Gorilla for number my second pick, and I get it on the swing back again. Kind of want to take Cletus just to take it off the board for me, Andy. Honestly. Um, it's not too bad. Is he a mascot? Yeah. Sure. Fox Sports. Sure. Fox Sports football. This is, I'm going to go, I have a NBA one, I have a Major League Baseball slash NFL one, and I'm going to get a college football one, and it's kind of cheesy, but it's ubiquitous. He's, he's all over the place. I don't even know his name, but I want this guy from the Fighting Irish. I want the guy, what, what is he called? The Leprechaun? Is yeah. that what yeah, it is? but then Lucky, there's right? also Lucky? like a live person who plays a leprechaun i don't want want, the one i don't want the guy with the beard i want the cartoon guy that's got his fists up i like that guy the fighting irish guy i want him nothing notre dame i will not accept (laughs) anything notre dame (laughs) okay so my last one i'm gonna go non-sport i'm gonna go okay it's sports adjacent because there's a lot of commercials for this during sports which now features dion and nick saban and i'm gonna do this because I think that people don't understand the product because the mascot itself is so ubiquitous. <laughs> they don't even know what this product is. They just, oh, 
Aflac. So I'm do the Aflac duck. Aflac. <laughs> <laughs> right, what Jorge. is? I know it's insurance. Beyond that, I don't know. I think it's supplemental insurance. So it's, whatever the insurance can't cover, then you can also yes. get Aflac. They also created uh, some cancer-specific insurance. Ah. Jorge, last pick. All right, with my last pick, I'm gonna. We talked about being clean and not liking mold and this and that, and it grosses Andy out. So I'm going with Mr. Clean. Good Mr. one, Mr. Clean, as my Mr. number three. Clean, Mr. Mr. Clean. <laughs> okay, this is this has made me realize that I don't understand the difference between a mascot and a character. <laughs> because Mr. Clean doesn't feel like a mascot to me; he feels like a character. He feels like no, a brand. A, no, he's a yeah. mascot yeah, for Mr. Clean. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you at all. I'm saying I'm at a disadvantage drafting because I clearly don't understand. The difference between a mascot you and a character. Flo, we said uh, Oh, Flo would yeah, be a good Flo pick. Would be a good one. So I'm so just going to pick Jake from State Farm. Yeah. Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> See, that that to me doesn't feel like a <laughs> mascot. It feels like a character. Okay, so if there's a Pillsbury uh, event, there's, they're going to have the Doughboy there. So he's a mascot. The Michelin Man? The Michelin Man yeah. is another one. There's a tire event. All right, well, Andy okay. hasn't even yeah. picked his last one, so <laughs> right. he needs to still pick. Because clearly I don't understand the difference. I'm going to stay with a mascot, and I'm only choosing this guy – I mean, I think he's actually, Emily can verify, I think he's very popular. I'm choosing him just because his name sounds like an adult film star, Steely McBeam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who does he represent? Steelers. Oh, he's the Steelers yeah. guy? Is that the guy that's the iron worker? Mm -hmm. Or the steel I worker, so. I guess. All right, Steely yeah. McBeam. Steely McBeam. Steely yeah. McBeam. You said it does conjure an image. <laughs> yes, it certainly does. Okay, so one thing that we left off, and I almost picked it because of value, but... The BYU Cougar does some of the most amazing stunts that you'll ever see in a, in a mascot outfit. And he does dances and stuff. So if you haven't seen BYU Cougar, BYU Cougar like performances, they're amazing. What about Puddles the Duck who did 560 push-ups? Is that what the number was? I also feel like that's a common thing around college football because they do it at Virginia Tech too. They do they do push-ups as well there. The Hokie is pretty good too. They uh, wear the Hokie feet around, you know. His name is Puddles, right? Yes. All right, because Graham, uh, who was an intern and got hired, uh, congrats, Graham, uh, he says, no, it's just a duck. We don't call him Puddles. I was like, dude, it's it, Puddles. It the was duck. Puddles, unless right. it's a recent dropping of the name. He's like, no, it's, yeah. he's like, it's the duck. I was like, and all right, dude, Puddles. It's kind of interesting to have. So, like, the Dodgers, they have a mascot guy that walks around. It's the, the they, yeah, there's a person with the fake head that I've seen at Dodger games. Nah. No, I have. Nah. Are you kidding me? Uh, no, I've never seen. I've it. been to the games for I've seen twenty something years. This yeah. Dodger I've, thing walking around. That might be just a fan in a costume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've never seen. Never. That. I have seen it. Yeah, I'm not saying that you haven't seen it. I'm saying I have not seen it. Okay, I just pulled it up on Google. It's the Dodger mascot. It's this like little <laughs> kid. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm not crazy. <laughs> we weren't saying that you were. We we're saying we didn't see it. Okay, well, the, whatever. The San Antonio Spurs coyote. Oh, he's yeah, pretty great. Good. That's a cool one. Also, a, but I, he's a ripoff of the gorilla. I mean, all of the animal that's mascots. You, well, I understand, but the gorilla was the first one to say, "What if I take a trampoline out there?" <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you you build on you know the original pioneers. What if I take two trampolines. <laughs> yeah, you build on the things that they've done. The other guy that I know Laker fans hate this team, and I don't blame them, but and their their fans are awful. The Utah Jazz, uh, what is he again? I, I'm blank. The Utah Jazz bear. Okay. okay. I went to a I went to a game for work in Salt Lake City. This bear is incredible. 
Like, he rides a motorcycle. He's on a massive unicycle. This bear is unbelievable. Okay, what also a- another uh, mascot that I love that I saw when I saw the Colorado Rockies, it, they're, they're, uh, it's Dinger. So it looks almost like, um, it's like a little bit of Barney, but a little bit mixed with the Cosmic Brownie. And like, I, Dinger had an entrance. He rode it, or she, rode in on a uh, motorcycle through like the downtown, and they ever like, Dinger! I was like, I'm in. I love When your baseball team is the Rockies, you need to find alternate forms of entertainment. You need to find something to get excited about. What about Dancing Barry back from the Lakers back in the day? Remember that guy? He was like in a leisure suit and he would just dance in the aisles. He, I think he, he predates, was just a fan. He predates my Laker fandom. Laker okay, fans. So I, I sent you guys the pictures of the Dodger mascot. <laughs> She's not going to let oh, this Oh, Bailey go. from uh, the Kings. Bailey the Kings? Uh, he's Remember he brought his drum in here? Yeah, Bailey is pretty strong. <laughs> Bailey's good. The if What about Rampage? Rampage is good. Oh, Rampage! Rampage, is good. Rampage has got an arm. I don't know if you've ever seen Rampage throw a pass, but he's uh, he's got some game for sure. It is right now the Waba Grill Lunch Hour on 710 ESPN. Thanks to our friends at Waba Grill. Waba Grill is about giving you fresh, grilled-to-order menu items at a great value. Stop by today for a value bowl and taco combo for only $8.59. You get a grilled chicken mini bowl, their new Boom Boom Taco, and a drink for only $8.59. Get yours today. Order ahead at wabagrill.com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. We have our NFL picks against the draft coming up in just a little bit. And the Dodgers have a very, very, very serious problem with only about 20 games left in the season. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. And speaking of the Dodgers, somebody just texted me, Brendan. Uh, she's not wrong. I know the guy in the Dodger bobblehead costume. I sent you guys the picture of the Dodger mascot. Brendan, thank you for the text, my man. <laughs> you don't you, believe Brendan. me, but you believe your friend, Brendan. <laughs> 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. How are we doing, Les? <laughs> oh, my. Don't Why hear can't... it as much. What's that? You don't hear it as much. Why can't I place it? What NFL theme song? What network is this their NFL theme song? I thought I knew them all for sure. This is Red Zone. This is what? Red Zone. No. Nope. No. It's not Red Zone? Oh. It's the pregame red zone, right? It's oh, it's the NFL Network. NFL yes. Network. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's it. All right. We got that. I love the red zone countdown clock. That's like my jam. To the start of the... Before seven hours. Before that, <laughs> yeah. That's got to be one of the most challenging broadcasting jobs that there is. You have to know every single roster. And be on Why are you for making a face, hours. Yates? 
uh, respectfully, Let's go! As, as, uh, as a person who does a show where a lot of other smart humans help the humans that are on camera do some things, Scott's got a great team. Let's say that. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Siciliano when it was on DirecTV. I'm not talking about Siciliano because I don't watch yeah. that, so yeah. I wouldn't know. But how? No, no. I know the amount of work he does. Oh, I'm not saying these guys don't do a lot of work. That, that instantly it's one some random defensive back for the Tennessee Titans sure. picks one and he's going the sure. other way in real time. But I'm saying you can't fudge that. You got guys for that, and those guys are good at it. Is what I'm saying. I remember before I'm just I a got. Hater. Before, I'm not a hater. <laughs> I just think it's actually harder in that way. I remember before I got into this industry and like really truly knew how anything worked, other than just understanding the sports themselves. I remember watching Vin and being like, how does he know all of this information? Like right. all of these different stories and details and stuff. Like, how is it possible? And then I realized they have pages and pages of research being done for them. And obviously the the skill is weaving it all in. And clearly Vin is yes. researched and all that. I used to think though that like Vin and Chick. Like, they knew all of this off the top of their heads. What I was going to say, Travis, is that my point about it being a team game, in fact, in my opinion, makes it a little trickier. It's one thing if you just know it all. It's another thing if you've got guys that are like, hey, we got this, hey, we got that, you got to hit this, That's you got to hit thing. that. Nobody will ever understand That's how hard. disorienting yeah. that is yes. until you've had it happen exactly. to you. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That, that is a very challenging thing to be able to do. That's what I was getting at. I don't know if it's more challenging than having – 1500 guys memorized <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean the, a lot of voices yeah. in your head you know that's not well, easy to deal with it's yeah. very very it's once you get used to it it's air traffic control right, right? i i know what to tune out i know what to listen to i know what's important i know what's not but when it first starts it's like you stop you hear and you right oh, oh and then you got to keep going okay according by the way we just got hit up on twitter from Corey van vactor okay Emily must be talking about these guys. They are a mascot of the bobbleheads, not yes. the Dodgers mascot. I've seen them with my eyes. How am I supposed to know that? Well, I, no I, one's accusing you of anything. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we did try but, to tell you. I, <laughs> I mean, to Emily's point, because I heard this conversation walking in the studio. By the way, for those of you listeners who don't know me, I'm television's Clinton Yates. Thank you for introducing me, Travis. Um, I'm joking. I think you're around <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm joking. We, 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 uh, I love you that. just wanted to buzzer. say that. Let's cut to the What chase. I'm saying is, if you had to say- This is the part where you bring up your handsome man. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that's... no, it is. It is. And then this is the part where I remind you of the errors, that errors you made at in the softball. We I, each have our roles. This is going to be- What I was going to say is, if you looked at those and you saw them with any other jerseys on what would you call them you would call them mascots that's where i'm at. so if you google dodgers mascot the very first sentence that comes up is the dodgers do not have a mascot what, what happens if you press images <laughs> well ah. they've got these guys that apparently are handy with a needle and thread that show up at <laughs> oh, games occasionally but according to the dodgers or at least at least google they don't have my one. contention was the dodgers do not have anybody on the payroll like nobody cashes a check from the Dodgers, your job is a sure. mascot. So it's a, it's what do these a, guys get paid? I'm guessing probably by baseball. I was gonna say, or per game. Like, there's not, you know, what I mean that that's well, not a every running team doesn't gig. have these same bobblehead guys that go around. You know, they were there. You know what they were there? I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> Whether or not these are mascots, <laughs> I'm just saying they have them in multi. How are they not mascots? They also have multiple. They're mascots. <laughs> Who cares? They have multiple races. <laughs> They have multiple races of those mascots. Like they are at all sorts of events, like at the front and center field. Like they've got, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. like races as in foot races or races like 
Let's take a wild guess. <laughs> they've got the 100 meter, the 200 meter, and they've got the 800 as well. No, they've got them in all shapes and sizes and colors and creeds. So they're like a Benetton ad of, Correct. of mascots. Good well, or if you're in Milwaukee, there's a variety pack of sausages that race yeah. each other. Right. Like the right. president of the you, you get a brat, you yeah. get a Polish, you get a, it's like the, a hot dog, <laughs> and I'm, the fourth one, I'm, kielbasa? A, uh, perhaps it's kielbasa. Diversity. Yes. <laughs> Diversity. Yes, exactly. you don't get that when you. The racing president's not the same diversity. <laughs> Turns out, no. Turns out they're all just old white guys. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of powdered wigs yeah. in that race. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A lot of powdered wigs. If you want to win a four pack of passes uh, for SoFi Stadium tour, behind the scenes experience, and the ultimate sports and entertainment destination, exclusive access to SoFi Stadium's backstage passes or spaces, I should say, iconic photo ops, can even kick some field goals and more. Call number seven right now. Eight. 877-710-ESPN. Again, the number, 877-710-ESPN. Tours available daily at SoFiStadium.com slash tours. Caller number seven. Have you gotten behind the scenes at SoFi? No. It's I've not. unreal. Is it, it, it really, truly... Is it worth doing even when there's not a game? I'd oh, love yeah. to do that. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's like quite a, frankly, it might be more fun to preferable. do it without a game because <laughs> you can spend some time... Look, there. You, you go down a staircase, you come around, and there's a ballroom. There's this club that you didn't know existed. Oh, it's really? On the, the Man, owner Mandy, suite. Mandy's three? That's a joke, it's, but yeah. It's that's fun. Unreal. Actually, unreal. why is it a joke? I, because I don't, I, 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 I don't run the fun and games department, and that's why. But when you say ballroom, I immediately think Mandy. It that's was, how close it was the correlation. Ballroom, is. yeah. It had chandelier, so that's I don't know what room. else to call it. Yeah, yeah. That, that if is you've a ballroom. Got a chandelier, yeah. You're a ballroom. It, it had more than one too, so it oh, felt like right? it, it was amazing. It's like, like The it, Shining. It was <laughs> not unlike the Overlook Hotel. It was only pleasant. <laughs> yes, make it clear. <laughs> not haunted. Warm. No twins. No twin girls. No snow. Was the that. bartender? They're all pretty upsetting. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't. That's funny. So, how often, or I shouldn't say how often, what do you think the likelihood of this being Clayton Kershaw's final season is? Knowing what we know, no, I, I think it's high too. It's very high. Um, I think that for two reasons. Number one is that he's already doing the one-year deals thing, and as we've discussed on Blue Review, which is of course on ESPN Los Angeles's um, YouTube page, YouTube component, AK being here. Uh, I think that the velo loss is as much of an issue from an effectiveness standpoint as it is from an ego standpoint, too. Mm. You don't got it. You don't got it. And these breaks are not as effective for him later in his career. He's got 100 innings been. in his arm, give or take. That, right. G give or take. It's, it's So here, and again, this kind of goes back to something else we were talking about, too. The Roger Clemens plan worked. Right, show up about halfway through. Give yeah. me what you got towards the end, and then let's see what happens in the playoffs. I don't think Clayton Kershaw has any interest in something like that. And I, the ego thing. I don't know if it's oh man, I can't break ninety anymore. I don't want to do this. It's the margins that come along with not being able to break. That's 90. exactly what I'm saying, and is that he is just so much less effective in like a three mile per hour window that you think to yourself, number one, that's going to be tough to overcome, and number two, the Roger Clemens thing worked, but are the Dodgers really going to retool an entire staff to get Clayton I think Kershaw they might hundred do it innings for, him. for I, one more? I think there's an argument they've already done it for this one. He's the only, but then they did it poorly. Because you, the first 100 innings of the season are not nearly as important as the final okay, 100 sure. innings. But they had to have him because of everything else that happened to all the I, other but guys. Yeah, yeah. In retrospect, they had to have him. But my whole thing is the Dodgers were either going to be in it or not. But if they're only trying to win a World Series, if the goal – and I and I think that that's for them the only goal. So the I'm only told. way you're going to do it is having him a part of it. 
Really? And yeah, I do. This season, this, this season, season, you okay. had to yeah. have him be an important. He was the best pitcher on this team all season long, and it wasn't he even was an close. All-star. He was terrific. I've watched him with my own eyeballs throwing balls in Seattle with a tank top on. I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. And I was like, who is this guy? You know, but no. That's Andy, a, do you think he's on the Dodgers next year? I, I don't. I wouldn't bet my car on it, but I really think it's more likely You might not. bet lunch on it, though? Yeah. yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about it until we started talking about it today. But you guys are both making really compelling arguments. Because also, too, I don't think Clayton Kershaw wants to just be in the league for the sake of being in the league, yeah. he's not going to team hop. No. Like if it, and he's not going to go to the bullpen either. No, right. He look. He wants to pitch a very specific way for very specific reasons. Like he is who he is, and he still can. It's just for shorter and shorter periods. And, and of also time. too, like you mentioned, going to the bullpen right. or whatever. Like there's nothing left for Clayton Kershaw to accomplish in in terms of something new. He doesn't have anything to prove, you know, even if you're one of those playoff doubters. He's got that now in the rear view. I here. agree with mm-hmm. that, but I do. Oh, the first thing you said, Andy, I want to just. I'm a Dodger fan. I respect what happened in 2020. It is a World Series championship, but it's a different type yeah. of World Series championship. What he has not done is run the complete race to go through a 162-game season and win a World Series. And I'm not saying that the 2021 isn't a real World Series, but it's. It's significantly well, different because the 60 different. games is the part where everything's he's, clicking. Where he's the best. Yeah. Like, that's that's a perfect Kershaw situation. Okay, you may be right about that, and that might even be fair. But the problem, though, is at this stage of his career, I think that's a moot point because I don't think that's something he's physically capable of doing you know, at his height, maybe but if you what want to about him- contributing in a significant way to a team that does it. Not that but he's going to make but then 35 he's, But then starts. he's not doing the thing that you're talking about that's left for yeah. him to do in the first place. Yeah. I mean, if if that would count, then why does not 2020 count? So, by, uh, that's a good point. By definition, not 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 by like announcement, but by definition, when the Dodgers go into the postseason, is it Bobby Miller and then bullpen games I don't want to until you this. come around to Bobby I Miller do, again? Again, got to do blue review later today. I've been thinking about what I'm going to talk about. I, this is Miller and bullpen games. That's what you got. And whether even, it's Bueller, whether it's Kershaw, whether it's Lynn, whether it's any of the young guys like Pepio. Bullpen games are all just the same games anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because but can you do them over? I mean, at some point, maybe you just send somebody out there to take a clubbing, right? That we're gonna. Lance Lynn, today's your day. You're pitching five innings. Depends Lance if you're Lynn's taking or... clubbings whether he wants to or not well, is the point there's here. A, there's the question a... is who can eat the most innings that allows your bats to stay in it? That's the real question is that – Five that, to nothing after two innings. What At I'm that say- point, don't you just say, look, we're losing the day. You're pitching three what more innings. What I'm saying, innings. though, Travis, is you're going to be in bullpen games effectively anyway because of who all, who of all your starters are. That's that's what I'm getting at. Like, you've got to approach it that, that but, way. Maybe you don't have a starter, an opener, rather. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't go opener, then I, bullpen game. I, I but get like, it. Let's say. You're going long relief on pretty much everything if these bats don't get moving the way that they unless should. Unless it gets ugly early, right? If it gets ugly early, if it's the second inning, third inning, and it's five, six to nothing, at that point, I'm not sending out my braziers and my Yarboroughs yeah. because I'm going to need them tomorrow. You're letting somebody take I can't pitch those guys pitch every day. Right. They can pitch every other day. It depends on where Stop. you are in the series. I think a lot of this is going to be dictated by are you ahead in the series? Is it even? Are you behind? If You know what I mean? If you're it's ahead. Such a tough way to play baseball. It's, like every it's single really playoff hard. game is precious. Like I don't think there's such a thing as a throwaway playoff game, but. If you're ahead in the series and you have to eat one of them with a clubbing, 
that's fine. But if you're behind in the series, you can't treat it as disposable. I want to end this on a high note because here, here's how they can win a series, a championship series, and a World Series. Please let me know. I'll okay? go play the lottery. All of these things go the full distance, and the games that you win, you win them 9-7. to seven. Yeah. The games that you lose, you lose 11-2. to two. A lot right. of first inning runs. A, a lot of, hey, we're in this, and we're going to just see who can score eight first, nine first. And the games where you're not hitting, all right, somebody's getting smashed tonight, and yeah. we're not going to go through the hope. We're not going to burn up the pen. We're going to punt on these. It, I get it what you're saying, Andy, that they are precious, but when you literally have no starting pitchers, you have to get more strategic than typical. And I think that you win four out of the seven by scoring eight or nine runs, and the ones that you lose, you get – Housed. Tall task. Not impossible. Unlikely, but not impossible. <laughs> I'm going with that. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make myself feel better. Week one of the NFL season starts tonight, which means week one of our NFL picks against the spread. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Just sounds right that the NFL season is here, and we are gonna start by making our picks against the spread very quickly. I think I explained it to you, Jorge. This yeah, morning, the right? 10 points, you put your points on the There table. are 10 points available every week. The team the game that you like the most, you put in your four spot. If you are correct, you get four points. The next one is three, two, one, ten total. You're trying to collect points. All right. Okay? That's what we're doing. Game number one is the Rams and the Seahawks in Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks are a five-point favorite. No Cooper Cup in this game. I'm going to bat lead off here. Oh, wow. Who's picking first? <laughs> well, this is a disadvantage, <laughs> picking first in this game. That's why we rotate. Um, I'm going to take the Rams. I think they're going to have a hard time winning the game without Cooper Cup, but I do think that they're going to be in the game with Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald, and I like it so much, I'm going to put it at my one. The Rams at one for me. AK, you're next. So that means you're least confident about it. Correct. Okay. Um, for this particular game? Yes. I've got Seattle covering. Okay. And I got it at a four. Oh, okay. So we are <laughs> – you are feeling very good about the cover to the point where this is your most Look, confident game of the week. This might be me projecting anger and angst as somebody who took Cooper Cup very high in a draft. 13th, I believe. Uh, yeah, 12th or 13th. <laughs> well, that was a mistake. It was, it was a massive Indeed. mistake. It felt like a mistake in the moment. <laughs> yeah. It, so much panic going on. It's a terrible place to draft in a 12-team league. Um, but I feel like Seattle's going to house them. M, you're next. Uh, I agree with everything Andy said. I think that so the Rams, including that I this... made a mistake picking up. <laughs> so the one that that keeps me up here is this spread. So Rams, regardless of if they're going to win or if they're going to lose, they play them pretty tight. Okay, so like last season, even when the Rams were not doing very well, when they were at the end of their rope and at the end of the season, they still played the Seahawks close. It was like a a four four point loss, Both a three games point were loss. Close. Yeah, so <laughs> it's all within a score. So it will likely still be closer than we think in a game but i'm still going to take the seahawks on this and i'm also going to give it a four <laughs> yeah you're not that concerned right no. seattle at four jorge ah uh, rams are my one rams are yeah. you okay yeah. so some somebody's coming out of this one in pretty good shape you guys will either get your fours or jorge and i'll get ones and you guys miss your fours andy you're first here uh this is the grudge match between uh emily and jorge ready to wear my beanie the niners are on the road <laughs> in pittsburgh against steely mcbeam the Steelers are two and a half point underdogs. 
Yeah, and apologies to Emily, who I love, and Steely McBeam. That's my guy. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. But uh, I think the Niners are going to cover in this, and I feel pretty confident, so I'm giving it a three. A three. So San Francisco at three. M, where are you putting the Steelers? All right. So we're going to put the Steelers, (laughs) obviously, covering this. They get a lot of hype. They're getting a lot of uh, push behind them. I think it's going to be a closer game. I I think the two and a half, I think the Steelers could win this outright. So I have Steelers at three. Tell me your prediction that you told me. I think Score. it's going to 27-31 Steelers. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that, I, I can see that. Jorge. Uh, I don't no. know why you're laughing Come at that. That's a Where are you putting the Niners? Score. All right, so Monday, Emily's going to be wearing my poncho. And then Parker decided to add on to this, and he's okay. a Steelers fan. So he's going to bring me a bottle of tequila unless he's like DeAndre and doesn't want to pay up. Parker and fun and games. Have you specified which like, yeah. shelf we're shopping for tequila Black, black on? barrel, something they can okay. afford, you know? Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> And I can afford. Right. <laughs> no, but uh, Niners, uh, my four. Very confident on Niners this Niners at four. Yes. Um I'm not a big believer in Brock Purdy yet. I'm not I'm not there. I'm going to need to see a little more. He's coming off of a big-time injury. I don't know what Sam Darnold would look like if he would have to play. The Steelers don't mess around. They're always pretty good. Oh, even one stat that I didn't great. do. Hey, Jorge, maybe you would have wanted this. They have. Yeah, the mic's off. They haven't, lost, <laughs> they haven't lost their first game since 2018 of the season. They beat the Bills, they beat the Bengals, and they beat someone else. I can't remember. Yeah, but it's just a stat. They, they have a really good – they come out of the shoot really well. Pittsburgh at my two. I'm taking the Steelers at two. Emily, you're going first with our next one. Yep. The Miami Dolphins here in Los Angeles taking on the Chargers. Chargers are three-point favorites. Okay. So I think that this is going to be probably – this is the hardest game to pick of the whole week, I think. Just because – we don't know what this Dolphins team is going to be. We don't know what Tua is going to look like. We don't know that. I think we do know the Chargers, and I think they are a good team. I think they're going to go and be have a good record this season. Who knows what's going to happen in the postseason. So I'm going to pick my Chargers, and it's going to be my two, though. I'm not, I'm not super confident. Emily gets the Chargers at two. Jorge. Uh, Herbert's going to show why he just got paid. Uh, so I'm going to take the Chargers at my three. Chargers at three. I'm up next. I think the Chargers are going to be good. I think Justin Herbert's going to show why they gave him all that money. And I think Brandon Staley hopefully had a come-to-Jesus moment with a, I need to do this a little bit more traditionally moving forward, and I'm going to take the Chargers all the way at the top with my four. Andy. I got the Chargers, but I don't feel confident about it. I have it at a 2A because Miami actually I think is pretty good, and B with the Chargers, particularly when we're talking about a small line, which mm-hmm. means you're thinking things could be close, which means home field, <laughs> which also just means the Chargers in a close game mm. and a kicker. Mm. <laughs> they're, 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 yes. Look, close does not favor the Chargers in many circumstances. I got the Chargers covering, but it's a two. So that's four of us all picking the Chargers. This also which might be means the only time Miami that, wins. <laughs> might be the only time that Allen picks the Chargers because I'm counting Andy's oh, picks Andy's as picks, Allen's picks. Yeah. Okay, that that seems fair. And then finally, our fourth game, Jorge, you are first, and it is the Raiders on the road in Denver with Denver being a four-point favorite. <sighs> Rooting for my former quarterback, Jimmy G. Yeah. I'm taking the Raiders as my two. Raiders at two. Yeah. I also am going to take the Raiders, and I only have my three left, so Raiders at three for me. I, I may be one of the few people on earth that thinks Jimmy Garoppolo is a pretty good quarterback. I, I know, He's not Tom Brady. He's not Peyton Manning. He's not Patrick he Mahomes. He got him to a Super Bowl. But he's not this, oh, Jimmy G's just a face man. He can't play. Jimmy G, Devontae Adams, 
Okay, let's see what happens. Max Crosby? Okay, let's see what happens. I think Russell Wilson is completely washed. I think there's a good opportunity for the Raiders. That's right. Andy. I have absolutely zero feel for this game or either one of these teams whatsoever. I could see the Raiders covering. I could see Denver covering. I could see the game getting canceled. Like (laughs) Act of God. Yes. I have Denver, but it's a one. All right, Denver at one. Emily, the last pick of the day. All right, so you know who I don't trust? I don't trust uh, Josh McDaniels. Who know who I do trust? I trust Sean Payton. I think that Sean Payton will come out with a good scheme, whatever the benefit and skills that Russell Wilson may still have. I think that they can do it. I think they can beat the Raiders. Uh, So I have it at my one, though. Broncos, one. All right, Broncos at one. Um, How does Russell Wilson, speaking of the Broncos and the Raiders, how do you think guys think Russell Wilson responds to Sean Payton kind of whacking him a little bit? Did for Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson had the the relationship that every quarterback wants right up until they had to get rid of him. That the other guys in that locker room were looking at Carroll like you're going to do something about this Fugazi, right? This this guy is a, a bozo. Do something. They didn't. Sean Payton's not doing that. They tried to do it last year with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. How does Russell Wilson, who is all about image, respond to somebody saying, stop kissing babies, you're not running for office? Sean Payton has been very, very vocal in this new role with Denver. Like, he's already had to issue Mia culpas. He's He is just talking. Like, he, I'll tell you what right now, he is – in this role, conducting himself publicly like somebody who's like, I already got a ring. I already got plenty of money. I have a million jobs lined up, whether in the NFL or as a broadcaster, if I want it. I'm going to say whatever the hell I want. If Russell Wilson doesn't like it, who cares? I am in a better place right now than Russell Wilson. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's something very intoxicating and uh, appealing about somebody who doesn't have anything. He's to in drunk uncle mode, yeah. like at, at the Thanksgiving yep. table. Like I don't care if he doesn't like this care. Or not. So I also want to formally apologize to Rampage because I feel like we have offended him on Twitter. We, we did offend him. Yeah, so we did not pick him in our mascot draft at 12, uh, 12 o'clock. So Rampage, I'm sorry. Yeah. Will you have us back? We love you, Rampage. Rampage is the mascot emeritus. He's always at the top of the list. He's always on the top of the list. Like you don't even have to mention well, it. Well, this is what happened. Um, yeah, someone, them. someone, <laughs> you uh, too. Not why me? <laughs> I see underscore lasagna pointed out to us at Twitter that me too. Rampage NFL is missing. To which I responded, and I meant this as a compliment. Rampage was an honorable mention because we did mention him as really yes among the great mascots. It's just a short draft. Rampage. NFL, actual Rampage, responded, yikes. <laughs> so I feel like we inadvertently offended Rampage. Like, we were giving him compliments. We will. I will place flowers at Rampage's uh, cubicle here at 710. Rampage I has mean, his own spot. If it Chocolates. Ma- we'll, Chocolates. We'll, we'll say, we'll memorial. say so sorry. We'll do everything we can to get him back. <laughs> we'll make it right, Rampage. If it makes Rampage feel any better, if his name sounded more like an adult film star, <laughs> like Steely McBeam, I might have taken him. Well, I mean, there's, there's, I haven't gone that deep into the internet. I don't know. Who knows? There's probably a tab somewhere on some (laughs) site. I'm sure, sure, like, there's a lid for every pot, right? (laughs) Absolutely. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I feel like 
there's a u- version of our universe that exists where Lance Lynn and I would be good buddies. I feel like there's a lot of similar energies going on between the two of us. Lance Lynn uh, gave up his 40th home run of the NFL season. Michael, what's in that bag? Oh, my God. Michael, are you kidding me? They do. Michael just gave me, what is this? got to be 100 at least, right? A hundred, yeah, a couple wow. hundred golf balls. Yeah, I didn't. Thank I you. Give to you, Cameron. He says you don't play golf. You don't, no, that, you, don't, you don't appreciate the greatest game there is. I do not. And I would just lose <laughs> yeah. those balls somewhere. This yeah. is uh, incredibly generous, Michael. Yeah, Thank I, you. I got some for Bergman and uh, Morales, too. Okay, well, look, as long as I get more than them, no, that's no, good enough. That's yours. I got theirs only. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Thank you, Michael. Where do you get all these? <laughs> I got a Callaway connection who hooks me up. I'll say. Yeah. And hooks me up by association. Thank you. Nicely done, Michael. That's, like, that's going to be a. Like, I'm going to be sweating by the time I get to my car. It's a lot of golf balls. Thanks, Michael. Um, Lance Lynn gave up his 40th home run of the season last night. And his quote after the game was, I mean, once you give over 30, who gives a blank? <laughs> Which is the correct response. There is, there's a number where it really – it's a lot. Like, what difference does it make whether I give up 20 or 25 or 40? It's way too many. And that he's kind of just leaning into it makes me like Lance Lynn all the most. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when – there was a period where Lance Lynn legitimately seemed like the best trade deadline move in all of baseball, and it wasn't really even that close. No. But at the same time, when the Dodgers traded for Lance Lynn, my immediate reaction was, wait, that Lance Lynn? <laughs> like, he's still in the league? I honestly had – not only did I not know he was in the league this year, I had assumed Lance Lynn had been out of the league for like two or three years, <laughs> minimum. Lance Lynn is not out of the league. He not only is still pitching and giving up home runs, he's going to pitch in the playoffs against a pretty good team. There, there's, there's no scenario that exists where he's not a part of what they're doing in the postseason. And if they do get through their opening round and the Braves get through their opening round, at that point maybe he becomes – somebody you can't really rely on. But if they're going to get through the Marlins, the Reds, the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, San Francisco, whichever of the teams that they Phillies, whoever they end up playing, Lance Lynn's going to have to be a part of that. Yeah, he 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 is going to have to be a part of it, and they're going to have to just hope for the best and be judicious in his use. He is also correct. Once you get past 30 home runs given up, who cares? <laughs> I'd, I'd love Might as well hit 50. Hey, don't give him any ideas. Well, I, I don't think he's necessarily trying. It won't matter. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It was today in 1979, September 7th, 1979, that ESPN came on the air for the first time at 7 o'clock Eastern time with the inaugural edition of Sports Center, And... It, it really is hard to imagine a world where SportsCenter didn't exist because I know that's gone through a million different versions of what it is and what it is now wasn't what it was 10 years ago and then 10 years before that, but that there was a time when you went to your local news exclusively to get two minutes of highlights instead of sitting down for a half hour or an hour and getting everything. It's hard to imagine. Yeah, and you know even though the – the show itself, like in, in the internet age and with everything being so easy to look up, the highlights are available everywhere. You know, in some ways, it, it can feel not as vital as it used to. Then you look at like the way Scott Van Pelt does it. Yep. His, his show is incredible. 
It's like his Sports Center is terrific, incredible. You can see their personalities out with how they talk about the highlights, how they talk about the sports that they like. It's just so interesting to see how each Sports Center anchor tackles each sport differently and each era differently. It's really cool. And it's I, look, I'm we all are. We're all of our eras, right? We all are, however old you are, and you get the habits that you get. But I still find myself at the end of a Saturday, Friday night, or whatever. If I'm Tony up late enough. Yeah. I flip over to ESPN. I want to see the late Sports Center to kind of get the bow on everything that had happened. And, and I get it. It's not just an endless string of highlights the way that it used to be with guys making you know one-liners and stuff, but it still is the destination for kind of the end of the day. I used to me. tune in just for the top ten sometimes. Like, it's oh, did I miss great. the top ten? Yes, that's always great. And it, and then the da 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 just became a staple. It just it's, it's cool. Also, I love the uh, the inclusion of ESPN, like the little thing in uh, winning time this year. Like, oh yeah, I just went to Bristol to meet with the guys about this new cable product. Who's gonna ever buy that? It yeah, that that's just one of those things that somebody had a vision of because. It makes perfect sense. Now, how about if we had a channel just nothing but stuff you like to watch? Sports. We'll do a, And at the beginning, again, it was Australian rules football. It was arm wrestling. It was Canadian football. It was just all they could afford. They, they, had, they didn't have the rights to anything. So it was weird stuff, but it was oddly compelling to watch all of this really off-brand sports. You know, it's funny, too. Like, I, I, I had never made this connection before, and I have no idea if I'm 100% right about it, but, like, the idea of all sports, this is the first time I remember a network being all blank for anything. Stuff like the Food Network yeah. and the Weather Channel and all of these different things. I wonder well, how much... Cable TV. Yeah, but, but specifically what you do with cable TV and, like, the networks that you create out of it I wonder how much of that is directly related to ESPN and SportsCenter. I don't think either Jorge or Emily are old enough to have ever experienced this. Do you remember when you got cable TV oh, yeah. in your house? Oh, yeah. Was it a big, as was big a of a deal big as it was deal. in my house? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched Risky Business like 500 times. Because they had all these whack, like, on TV. had Like, you could watch home Laker games, which felt so surreal that you got to see the forum in LA that wasn't like the CBS weekend game. And then all of a sudden there's MTV, there's ESPN, Dude, like all I, CNN. I have tried to explain to my 12 year old daughter, like what MTV meant like culturally and just as like a concept, like how huge it was. It was massive. It was the pop culture of the day, right? You yeah. would go to school and you would talk about the thriller video or whatever the the new one that had came out. You had to have seen it. If you didn't see it, you were completely out of the loop. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it created and shaped culture. Also on this day in 2008, Tom Brady tore, suffered a torn ACL against the Chiefs in week one, missing the entire season. Matt Castle was the quarterback believe they went 11 and 6 in his absence and missed the playoffs. It was one of those weird years where 11 wins didn't get you in. I think I may be remembering this incorrectly, but I think Randy Moss was there for Matt Castle. Okay, I think I so. so. Okay, I may be wrong. I, I think he came later when I know when he was Brady with Brady. Was I just there. thought he was yeah. there for both, but maybe it I'm also wrong. changed the way that you can hit quarterbacks. That when Tom Brady missed an entire year, the NFL came back with okay. Basically, we've now gotten to the point where you're allowed to hit the quarterback from like the middle of his chest to about his waist. Dude, anything other I, than that. I'm sorry. Right now, the restrictions on defensive players are on. It's unfair, particularly with quarterbacks, oh, but also sure. a lot of the targeting rules, like. 
these defensive players are put at serious disadvantage. They're put at a disadvantage, but it's also the reason that 90% of us flip on NFL games, to see the quarterbacks do what they can do. And if the league doesn't have Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and those guys, the league isn't what it is right now. And if it means you got to put flags on these guys at some point, they will. And I, I'm not even saying that as like a joke. No, no. I could envision Look, that becoming a thing. I'm going to be honest. There are times where I feel like they really should put flags on the quarterbacks because otherwise you are penalizing defensive guys for stuff that really they're not physically capable of like stopping the their matrix. motion. <laughs> right. Or like flying you know, out of the way. You've got right. like a one you've got like a one foot radius that becomes clean once a quarterback twists in a certain way. That's unfair to them. It is. And they don't care. And nope. they're going to keep doing it the way that they're doing it. Let's do a little super cross talk. So Mace is in the spirit of things. He's got his Sunday swagger yes. on, getting ready for tomorrow. Yes. Correct. And still touch the golf club? No, not nope, at all? No, I have not touched the golf club, <laughs> but I'm in the par three challenge tomorrow with owner Sam Pines, who's going to have to really carry me through this. John, thing. you just came off of a little bit of a golf bender. Yes? Seven rounds in four days. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So your I'm game ready. is whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. I, I I really like your chance. Sam's a good golfer. Yeah, I've played with him. But I think that uh, this is an opportunity for you to win a match. Well, the, the interesting part of it is, is we're having a rule. There's four par threes, and you have to use everybody's tee shot at least once. Okay. So the drama is which one of Mason's tee shots will they use? We get to decide after the tee shot, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, but if so you I keep deferring, say, oh, that's but if you wait bad. until if you wait until the end, then you have to grab the first good one you hit. Don't get greedy. The first reasonably good tee. Now, well, and what there's you only four do, shots at right, this. But but what you should do is wait for you know we'll alternate who goes first. Yes. But if Bergman and I both hit a lousy shot, then just play yours. Right. Because then Sam and you can scramble so it's back. A, so it's a scramble, right? No. It's bit low, oh, no, low, best ball. It's best ball. Because Morales but, told me it's a scramble. Oh, well, I mean, maybe it is. If it's a scramble, the, I mean, if that's it's really a, if it's, it's a not scramble, really you fun. literally If it's scramble, lose. I may show up at nine. <laughs> yeah, 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 if it's I, a it's scramble, I don't, I don't understand these terms, so I don't even know scramble what a scramble means is. Scramble means you go, I go, you go, I go. We add our total together, right? So you hit your shot. Wherever it ends up, I play from there. Whenever we shoot for the hole, we get a six. Best ball means you play your own ball. You shoot a 10, and I shoot a three. We get a three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, oh, want, Sam. you, you want best ball. I think ball. a scramble completely hoses you. Yes. Okay, then no scramble. Whatever doesn't hose me, that's the way <laughs> I, I want to play. Do you agree? You can't do a scramble. Right. Okay. It, 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 it's non-competitive. Right. And I don't I don't know how much competition there's going to be to begin with, right. honestly. But, but a scramble gives Mason it. zero shot out of the game. So yes. let me get this straight. So Sam, station owner Sam and me both tee off. Yes. Right. Okay. You, Sam, pick, you pick a shot. Sam hits a really good shot. Okay? Yes. Now, I put my ball where Sam's ball is, and then we both no, hit you from just, there? You, a scramble would be one ball between the two of you. So you would go hit Sam's ball, then he hits the oh next one, God. then you hit the next yes. one. And, you don't want that. Oh, we would go all day. Yeah. So <laughs> we would go all day. What you want is play your own ball. If you hit a halfway decent shot, you guys only have to play one. Right. And then just hope you get lucky. And there is one carry. There, yeah, you, well, you, uh, the eighth hole eight. you want no part of. Yeah, that you're eight not, is where I took him out last yeah, time. Eight, you couldn't eight, get it over the eight ravine. is like a two hundred yard carry over ravine. You're, yeah, that's unlikely I'm going to chip happen. from the men's tees to the ladies' tees. <laughs> Lay up to the ladies' tees. That's a dicky. <laughs> yeah. I, I like though Mace's approach so far. He has not done any 
you know, driving range. Nope. He hasn't done any putting range, any warm up. But uh, he, practice is over. Nobody looks the part right now. He is all attitude He's got a and Sunday vibes. Swagger on. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. So let me let me ask Jorge something before he gets out of here. Jorge. Yes, sir. You had a mascot challenge yeah. in which you had three picks. Huh? Your three picks were what? Uh, Tommy the Trojan. Which okay. I which would yeah. be my number one. Yeah, the Kool-Aid Man. Okay. And Mr. Clean. Okay. How <laughs> in the world could you not take Tungus? Yeah, why oh, did I know? AMP why and Tungus. Did How Tungus not get in honor of my tail alone, you should yeah, have taken he's Tungus. He's got cinnamon roll hands with hot dog fingers. Hot dog fingers. beard. Licorice hair. Yeah, he's always been your guy. He has. What, I forgot about Tungus. <laughs> what happened? My doesn't didn't my what is what are my taste first words? Tungus. Tungus. Yeah, yeah from watching right. TV. Wow. That's right. I was yeah. shocked. I was driving to my car. I said, "I'll bet anything." Jorge <laughs> takes Tungus. Tungus. <laughs> there it is. There that's terrific. Yeah. yeah. And nothing. No love from her dad. Hey, take Mr. Clean out. Replace him with Tungus. <laughs> I didn't realize Tungus is a mascot. Oh, well, come on. He's the what, mascot what do you for think AMP. He is? Come on, Harry. You just don't character. understand this I don't. draft at all. Oh, no, I don't. I absolutely <laughs> don't. take? Andy I, took the Fred Bird from the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a good one. Yeah. The Philly Fanatic. Good one. That's an awesome and one. Steely McBeam from the Steelers. Oh, that's a terrible pick. Yeah, that's well, the no, name no, is evocative. The name, I like McBeam. the name. Yeah, it's an evocative. Did anybody take Rocky from the Nuggets? That's a really good mascot. Nobody no. took I took the Phoenix Gorilla. Well, the Phoenix Gorilla 20 years ago would have been a first-round draft pick, but now Rocky dwarfs but, the but Gorilla. But it's the original. By the way, the Rocky apparently makes like six hundred grand. Five hundred grand. I no heard. Yeah. way. I, I heard six. Is that, he now, does, what does Rocky have to do? He jumps he's on an a acrobat in a in a in a. And he's probably going to show up suit. at some corporate events and right. things like that. But half a million, <laughs> half a million dollars. Good for the guy in the felt suit. The first guy off the board was my the first overall pick, San Diego Chicken. Yeah, just no, like it's the classic. OG of yeah, sports mascot. We don't have this timeless. draft without the San Diego Chicken. <laughs> well, he's got to be. It's, Ted Giannoulis. <laughs> Yes. I used to be at when I was working minor league baseball. Every year, the San Diego Chicken would show up and do a game. He would do a game at every minor league park in the country. It was a big hey. The San Diego Chicken's going to be here. He was Monday a celebrity. Night. Oh yeah, he was. He was on baseball cards. He was on the baseball bunch with Johnny Bench. He was all over the place. He was really. You know, the started as a mascot. radio station mascot. Ted Giannulli as, yeah. as the chicken. The yep. KGB chicken. KGB no was a radio station in San Diego, and he was the station mascot. I didn't know that. And was really good at Matter of fact, the Holy Roller play where Ken Stabler fumbles on purpose and Dave yep. Casper picks it up, there's a famous shot of Ted Giannullis playing the KGB chicken with KGB across his desk where he fake faints. <laughs> you know, he's just up in the stands and he just drops. Did they not have a big dispute between Ted Giannolis and KGB when yeah. he tried to go off on his own? And and he basically settled and then created the San Diego chicken yep. with, you know, and then and then was booking 200 gigs a year. Who was the guy in the Bull Durham? Remember the the old man who was Max kind of, Patton, Max the Patton. clown prince he of baseball. Been, uh, that's yeah, the he's minor, in Bull Durham. That's yeah, true. I, I didn't is, know that the chicken was on a similar He's path. another guy that used to travel to every minor league baseball park. And it's Thursday night, Max Patton. Did you get to meet him when you were I in did. your minor league Super tour? Super nice man. He did, Super he nice did man. that for And really clever stuff he did. Um, he was he was very entertaining. How was your vacay, John? Unbelievable. Yeah. You would have loved it. You went to Pinehurst. North Carolina. Yeah. Mm. And just played golf not 36 36 you 18, look no worse for wearing a little tan yeah it was great it, it, how'd I mean, you play hard courses 
So it took me a while to get used to it. But yesterday, shot 81 on a really hard course, which I'll take. You played yesterday. I did. I played so yesterday you, morning. Did you fly back this morning? Fly home last night. Okay. By the way, am I the only one? Maybe I'm very late to the party on this. I'm a Delta guy. Mm-hmm. Love Delta. Always fly Delta. Occasionally, when I have to go to Idaho, I'll, t- I'll fly Alaska. The Alaska's only, good. The, they're great. Yep. The only direct flight available was on American and it was maybe my worst flying experience of all really? time. Emily, this is where you come in off does, the top row. Em, does American <laughs> just suck, and I was the last person to know it? I think all of them suck in certain ways, and they all right. are the but worst. But this was... All right. American is especially sucky. Right. Well, here... Okay, so I could tell this story for an hour, but I'll make it easy. We we're supposed, Our flight was supposed to leave at 610. Out of Charlotte? Out of Raleigh-Durham. Okay. It left at 850. Okay. So more than a two-hour delay. We get to the gate to get on the plane, and they say, this plane's being taken out of service. You have to go to a different gate. So we go to a different gate. We get on that plane. We you had already loaded into the plane? No, we never got on the plane, oh, okay. but our bags were on that plane. So okay. now we have to wait more. Two and a half hour delay. We finally get in the air. <laughs> we come to L.A., and we land at Terminal 3, the Tom Bradley Terminal. Yes. They say, your bags are at Terminal 5. Oh! <laughs> and we've got old people on this flight. Sure. And I felt so bad for them. What I, number is Bradley? Bradley's three. Three. Three, and the 25-minute walk, we get to 5, and they make the announcement, we're sorry, your bags are now going to 4. No, 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 no. Like, I'll never, ever <laughs> fly American again. It was the worst well, flying okay. experience they, of all time. They, I would have rather changed planes <laughs> on Delta than go direct on American. What What was the vibe at the carousel when oh, they can't m- imagine. moved you to now your third People, location? Well, and both ends. They got us on both ends yeah. and just steaming. Steam coming out of everybody's yeah, ears. Yeah. It was just Ridiculous. Yeah, the airlines suck. Although and LAX is brutal. I'm Del- going to try and find a way to go out a long Well, beach. especially Del- when you're in the back corner back there. Because the, yeah. you can't, like, if you're on one or eight, if you're right. at Southwest or United, sure. you can cheat a little bit. But all the way into the airport is a nightmare. Yeah. But so I would on, say the way- Delta is one of the best. Alaska is one of the yeah, best. Yeah, they're great. And I fly both of them all the time. I just, I had never flown American and didn't know any better. But it could not have been more of a cluster. It was just awful. <laughs> I have all my miles on United. So do I. Well, well you yeah. hear what happened United this week. No, what happened? Their computers went down and they canceled every flight. Oh, my God. Every, can you imagine? That's what happened to Southwest a few months right. ago. Yeah, so Southwest United it earlier. It didn't last holidays, very long. Yeah. For like, you know, They had to cancel every flight, and a couple hours later, well, they got it back up. You probably have never experienced this, Mace, but when you're traveling with golf clubs, it, you, you have no choice but to have to check, right? right? It's not one of those, I'll stuff everything in a bag and I'll just right, carry it right. on. When you're traveling for a golf trip, a ski trip, a surf trip, whatever, yeah. it, you're And by the way, the over, Oversize was nowhere near the carousel. Terminal 1. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just, but I got through it. Like Stu Lance says, any flight that lands is, is the best flight ever. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Andy and I were talking about this earlier. Is this the last time, the, whatever the regular season is, and however long the Dodgers survive in the playoffs, win a championship potentially, hopefully, Clayton Kershaw come back next year? Just knowing what we know about I heard about you guys his... talking about this. I would actually lean 60% yes. This, this does doesn't feel... Mace, what do you think? This doesn't feel... I would feel lean 60% like a... no. Well, Trav is I... like 80% no, I, I right? I think he probably split the difference, maybe 70. Yeah. I, I just... There I was don't... something about the other night, and there's something about the press conference that and he did afterwards. And it's happened three seasons in a row now where he just runs out of steam yeah. at the end of the line. Even after that long break, it's it, clearly run out it, of gas. He, he's just not... Clayton Kershaw in April, May, June is Clayton Kershaw. Beyond that, you're not quite sure what it's going to be. He's a very prideful guy. 
He's done everything there is to do in Major League Baseball. I don't see him bouncing around to other teams. I think there's a maybe really good Rangers, chance. Maybe Rangers, but that would probably be it. Maybe. Maybe. Just like I could see if Dak Prescott flames out this year, I could see Matt Stafford going to the Cowboys. Two places I think he could. Three, Matt, Matt Stafford. Cowboys for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Miami if Tua gets concussed. No, that's right. interesting. Right. Detroit. No, no, what, no. What if something no, happens no. to Jared Goff or they feel like, you know what, this isn't quite what we <laughs> Jared need. Goff gets done in twice. No, I'm just saying. I'm just he saying. Gets done he's done in twice by Matthew Stafford. I feel like he's on an episode of Punked or to something. Close the, I to lost close my the job Matthew, to Stafford Matthew Stafford twice. again. I don't think Detroit's in the mix, but that I would be either. fascinating. That, that would be weird. By the way, Trav, are you signed up and ready to defend your survivor title? I am. Title? I sent the money in yesterday. Okay. Excellent. I, uh, I've oh, already made my pick. Who are you going with week one? The Washington Commanders. Me too. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah, okay. my mom yeah. is going Baltimore, Mace. I do not have answers yet. Okay, you're, my, you're still my looking people, at over. my family. Yeah. Okay. Who, or do you have a a small group of teams that uh, you're considering? My mom. Oh, do I? Yeah. Do have you made your pick? Have you looked at the odds yet? I've not spent a lot of time doing. Well, the it. biggest but, uh, favorite picking against Arizona is a pretty good bet. There. Last year, yeah. picking against Houston was a really good way to well, go. So I'm I'm picking against Arizona. My mom's picking against Houston. So we'll see. You know, it's not a terrible idea with Cooper Cup out. To pick against the Rams? It's a terrible idea. I just could never do that. Well, you could. Here's why. Let me make the case why it's a bad idea. The Rams, I don't think, are going to win a ton of games, but we have not seen them play with their full team in the entire preseason and half of last season. Sean McVay knows what he's doing. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that they're going to go win 10 games, but I also don't think they're going to get blown out a bunch of times. He normally beats Seattle once a year someplace. They lost to him both times last year, both of them by less than a touchdown. This is make a field goal, somebody else misses a field goal, a fumble here or there. I I need to see exactly what the Rams look like for a couple of weeks before I pick. By the way, kicker for the Rams is Brent Maher, right? Brent Maher, yes. Is it Maher or Maher? I've heard it pronounced Maher. I've heard Maher. Maher. You know who you pronounce it? He missed five PATs in the playoffs in a row. Although, he only missed three field goals He was like 28 to 31 during the season. I understand. Look, he may be great. Kickers are like relief pitchers. One year they're great, next year not so great. He could come back. I'm going to need to see a few But PATs. here's the thing. Maher uh, isn't going to hurt us because we're probably not going to be in the playoffs, and that's where he falls <laughs> Or apart. in the end zone a ton. <laughs> or in the end zone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's a lot going on. No, so you took the commanders too? I did. Okay. Yeah, I think they – But, you know, week one is often really hard to survive. Yeah. I've, I've gone out week one – I've been doing this probably 15 years. I've gone out week one twice. Yeah, I, it's easy to go out week one. Last year I took New Orleans because I figured everybody that played the Falcons was a good pick. Falcons had a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter, and I just got lucky and right. ended up winning the whole Well, you thing. need to get lucky to win one of those Yeah, things. this is not a skill game. And this we, is and a we, guessing game. And <laughs> the last week of the season, remember it was me and three other guys? Right. We all lost and on so the you, same And so you weekend. chopped, which and was it, smart. Automatically. So if, oh, if, it was an automatic it's chop? It's an automatic chop if three or more people all lose in the final week. Um, Andy, I love the Chiefs tonight. How about you? A lot of people Something picking about, the Lions. What's the, what's the line on this game? Uh, seven. Chiefs by seven. Oh, give me the Lions plus seven. I'll uh, take that, Kansas That's City. how I feel, actually. I think Detroit can keep it close. Do we know plus, Kelsey's playing? He's, he's not. He's and, not. His but ACL is intact, though. Mahomes, Mahomes has played in five season opening also, games. They've also he's got – He's thrown for 25 touchdowns with no interceptions. What's his name? Chris Jones? Yes. The defensive Not, line, playing. He, not, not whole, playing. He's important. Yeah. No Kelsey. 
No right. Kelsey. I think Detroit can ACL is intact, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite diagnosis. Yeah. We believe his ACL is intact. Right. We okay. believe. Right. We're not ACL. even going to say 100% it's intact. <laughs> it is of our opinion that it's intact. Super Crosstalks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you from Black Gold tomorrow.